You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunkin' with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan-sided Network. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is the post-game podcast from Wolves Warriors on Wednesday night. First of all, thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. Remember, the show is free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube, as well as uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right, so today on the show, this is this is the post-game pod. So we're talking all things Wolves Warriors. We're talking Anthony Edwards, 48 points, uh, second most points that any player has scored in a game so far this season individually. And a career high, of course, for him. He had, I think, 41 or 42 against Phoenix last year. Uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins, 35 points, and yet another Andrew Wiggins revenge game. Um, I want to hit key takeaways first. Uh, and really, I'm going to kind of, I want to hit, kind of my, my notes from during the game, kind of as the game was going on, how it unfolded, and then kind of move that into key takeaways, what we can pull out from this one. And then we'll talk about individual performances, individual studs and duds, as we always do. So let's start with with some of some of my notes from during the game. Um, the first quarter, the Timberwolves, I mean, this was a close game in the first, uh, but the Wolves made a lot of really silly mistakes. And this was a theme, first quarter, fourth quarter, um, I think are probably the, the two. The second quarter was bad for the Wolves, but the, it was just a bad quarter. The first and third quarters, it, it kind of felt like the Wolves and Warriors were playing pretty much equal with one another, believe it or not, even even for chunks of the fourth quarter. Seriously, um, it's just there were some really dumb mistakes that were being made, which I guess is is a good reason to suggest that the Warriors or that's good evidence that the Warriors are simply a better team. We know that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like first quarter, what was the score at the end of the first? The Wolves were only down three at the end of the first quarter. But Anthony Edwards missed two point blank layups. Um Jared Vanderbilt had five offensive rebounds, and I believe the Timberwolves scored once. I think they got a three from Ant after one of his offensive rebounds and did not score following his other four offensive rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns missed a wide-open three with nobody within 10 feet of him. Um, There was a couple of plays in transition where they simply just didn't stop the ball. Like, nobody stopped the ball. They had four guys back, and everybody just kind of let the ball go to the rim. Dumb mistakes like that, yet they only trailed by three. And that was mostly because Anthony Edwards scored 16 in the first quarter. Carlton Towns only shot two of nine in the first. Um, but it was really frustrating because the Timberwolves deserved a better fate based on how well they played offensively. And when they were actually set in the half court, they did a pretty decent job. They didn't allow too many second chance opportunities early in the game to Golden State. Um, but it was just these kind of really dumb lapses. And we'll get more into the defensive side of the ball because that was the issue late in the game is where all the lapses happened early in the game. It was mostly just really dumb mistakes on offense outside of some of the transition issues uh, defensively that we've seen a lot of so far this year. Um, and then as the game went on, I mean, there were some interesting lineup rotation, rotation decisions made by Chris Finch that I actually liked, but I think that contributed to some of the defensive issues, the miscommunications, et cetera. Um, as we moved through the game, second quarter, the Warriors started to pull away. They actually got up by 20 in the second. Um, 
Jared Vanderbilt, Josh Okogie, Malik Beasley, they were all guilty of trying to do too much offensively and make silly mistakes, silly turnovers. Um, the, just kind of a, a bevy of turnovers in the second quarter. Let the Warriors get out and run, get some dunks, get some wide open threes and build a 20 plus point lead. Uh, the Wolves ate into it a little bit at the end of the first half and ended up being down 15 at the break. And then in the second half, the third quarter is when the Wolves really kind of, really kind of went off. Um, and a lot of that was D'Angelo Russell, who had just a, a terrible first half of the game. It was completely a tale of two halves for D'Lo. We'll talk more about him later. Um, but Draymond Green got hurt. He got need, I think, by Jaden McDaniels on the thigh. They ended up saying it was a thigh contusion, which is great. It kind of looked like it could have been the side of his knee on the replay. But if it's just his thigh, I'm sure he'll be back uh, hopefully in, in the next couple of games for the Warriors for his sake. But the Warriors are up 17 when they took Draymond Green out of the game. The Wolves got within four at the end of the fourth quarter. And then right after that happened, there were a couple of really bad defensive miscommunications. Um, Nemanja Bialica, former Timberwolf, of course, hit a wide open three because D'Lo, I guess, decided to not... I, it was weird. I think D'Lo blew the assignment and then he pointed at Nas to step out on Bielitsa. He hits the three. The Wolves turn it over on the other end. I think the Warriors got a free throw over two the, the next time down. And suddenly it's back up to like a seven point game. And as we go to the fourth quarter, um, it was, uh, what was it? Um, it was, it was nine points again, actually, at the start of the fourth. And it had been to four just a little bit before that. The Wolves got a little closer. I think they got within five or six a couple of times early in the fourth. But um, Carlton Towns didn't come back in until after the 10-minute mark. And and the Warriors pretty much kind of ran away with the game at that point. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of, of intrigue in the final couple of minutes, um, except for how high would Ant's point total be. And I mean, I think that that was a little bit detrimental to the Wolves. I want to get into that here in a minute. I'm not at all suggesting Ant didn't have a good day, good game. He was phenomenal. Um, but as the Wolves were kind of morphing into desperation mode, that was accelerated by some of the shots and decisions Anthony Edwards was making offensively. So I want to actually spend the next segment talking about those key takeaways from the game. So I, I kind of hit the, the quick ones, like as the game was happening, what, you know, how did this unfold? But what do we take out of this? What were the defensive issues? Uh, because there were some. What were the offensive issues? Um, because it, it's it's like the Wolves could never, and of course, this is we're talking about a team now that's three and seven on the year. So obviously, right? They could never get the offensive defense working together at the same time. In this game, that was, it's never been more obvious, right? Early, it was, you know, good defense, solid offense, but some dumb mistakes. As the game went on, it was a lot of offense, you know, offense was great. And then late in the game, it was all offense, no defense at all. Um, and uh, so I want to dig into some of those issues. I want to talk about one of the one of the things that maybe isn't getting talked about enough that I think is really hurting the Timberwolves and, and the flow of their offense, um, especially second, third quarter, and then and then for stretches in the fourth. We all know that it's been well documented. The Wolves have the worst net rating of any team in the NBA in the fourth quarter. And uh, they weren't, I mean, it wasn't any better, really. I mean, like they played a decent fourth quarter, but ultimately the Warriors pulled away when they needed to. Uh, so what what I think there's a player that, that has been part of those rotations that, we, we haven't spent a lot of time on this show talking about um, that he needs to get some stuff figured out. The Wolves actually could probably help him with the way that they use him. So I want to get into all that here next segment. Uh, before we do that, though, 
Let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. We're back and we're better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Our promo code is locked on. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, NHL to boxing, and UFC, right on down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-2022 seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Again, promo code locked on. That's our special promo code. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, let's talk key takeaways. So, um, the big, let's talk about Anthony Edwards. I, you know, I mentioned his 48 points. Uh, I don't want to bury, I guess I've already buried the lead a little bit. That's, that's the headline for this game, right? Is Ant drops 48, Wiggins drops 35 against his former team. But if you watch the game, it wasn't all about that. There was the nice first quarter back and forth. There was the Ant flurry in the late third, early fourth. And then the Wiggins exclamation point with a couple of big threes and a couple of more big dunks. He had like three big dunks in this game. Two were around Carl Anthony Towns in the vicinity of Carl Anthony Towns. I think saying they were over Towns is maybe misrepresenting it a little bit, especially the first one when Cat got out of the way. The second one, he vaulted himself over Cat on an offensive rebound, which is which is cool. But uh, I mean, as Jim Peterson accurately stated on the broadcast on Bally Sports North, every player in the league basically has had has had a dunk like that, which is a little bit of exaggeration. But it it wasn't you know it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't exactly like Kevin Garnett put, you know, his famous putback dunk when he was basically at the free throw line and reached behind his head and, and threw one down on a putback. It wasn't that. It was more of a, it was is what we've seen from Wiggs in the past in a Timberwolves uniform, honestly. Um, at any rate, the headline is the Wiggins-Edwards thing. Great. Um, Anthony Edwards was really, really good for a couple of very specific stretches in this game, but he had some really big problems early in the first quarter. Uh, a couple, I mentioned already a couple of missed layups. Uh, some, some shot selection issues in the third quarter, actually right before he went off, I put in my notes that Ant was basically being baited into these kind of step back threes. He was playing right into the Warriors hands. He was, uh, more than happy to be launching and it wasn't, you know, the wolves were down 20, nothing else was working. I, you know, whatever, but it was kind of, it wasn't working at that moment. Then D'Angelo Russell actually is the one who got hot first, hit three threes in a span of just a couple of minutes. And then Ant all of a sudden started to click again. And, and he hit a couple of threes and he got into the paint. And then there was an alley-oop. It was actually to get them within four at the end of the third quarter. It was a D'Lo to Ant alley-oop on a fast break after a steal. Uh, Ant stole the ball from Steph Curry on a pass. And they got out in transition, which is what the Wolves need to do, honestly, to, to fix their offense is get more transition opportunities, get some more confidence, get some more easy open threes. Ant hit a couple of those where in transition, he just pulled up from, you know, 28 feet, 29 feet and hit an open three. Um, but Ant's performance overall was really good. And and I, I don't, th- this was like the epitome of outstanding Ant and the Ant that sometimes is more of a ball stopper and can hurt the offense uh, occasionally. But he was efficient. I mean, he was 16 to 27. Um, 
he shot better than 50% from the field, better than 50% from three, seven of 13 from deep, nine of 12 at the free throw line, got to the free throw line a bunch. He had six turnovers, but um, I bet, I, w- I would imagine three of them were late in the fourth quarter when the game was basically out of hand. And at that point, honestly, I think he was just saying, and, and I'm not I'm not ripping on him for this. I think he Ant was basically like, ah, let's see how many I can get. Um, you know, let's see, see if I can get to 50. Cause he had a couple of bad turnovers in the closing minutes when it was basically garbage time. Um, I would say at least two of his six turnovers. Yep. For sure. Two of the, two of six of his turnovers were in the final two minutes of the game. Um, so I, I mean, generally speaking, this was an outstanding Anthony Edwards game. Uh, we've seen the bad side of Anthony Edwards for much of the season so far outside of the opener against the Rockets. Ant has been a lot more December, January, February Ant from last year than he was, uh, than he's been the March, April, May version of last year, which again, I said this frequently preseason. If Anthony Edwards is the March, April, May version of himself, he is an all-star hands down, full stop. No questions. He's an all-star. If he's the December, January, February version of Ant, the Wolves will not be a playoff team. And that to me, if we're going to boil the first three weeks down to one thing, and I'm certainly not saying he is the reason that they're three and seven, because there's a multitude of reasons, as I've detailed on the show. But the bad version of Ant versus the good version of Ant, the good version of Ant is all-star. The bad version of Ant is barely rotation player. Um, and he's vacillated between the two over the first three weeks of the season. And the consistency just hasn't been there. The ball stopping has been bad. Um, the defensive effort's been uneven. But this game was enough good Ant that, that the Wolves were in this game. I mean, he was the reason. Him and a couple of timely shots from D'Lo in the third quarter were the reason the Wolves were in this game late. Um, so I think his performance overall is is notable in this game. Obviously, the 48 points. Um, but he stepped up to the challenge. I mean, he he saw this as, hey, I'm, I'm facing Steph Curry. I'm facing Andrew Wiggins. He's trying to go off on, on you know, my buddy Carl Anthony Towns, his former teammate. Uh, you know, what can I do to, to stem the tide of this? And, and we know that Edwards isn't going to shrink from something like that. Another key takeaway for me is uh, the defensive communication issues. I think, I, I think the more I've thought about this over the past two games. So we saw a lot more Nas reading Carl Anthony Towns on Monday in the loss um, at Memphis. We saw even more of it in this game, uh, basically most of the second quarter, like, like the nine minute to the three minute mark of the second quarter. Those two guys, Nas Reed and Carl Anthony Towns, were on the floor together. And then we saw a lot of it late in the game. It was mostly successful. Um, and and I, I, But I do think that some of the defensive miscommunications, the, the low man not stepping up happened far too often in this game where the Warriors were just getting an easy dunk or a layup or the ball was getting kicked to the corner uh, because the, ro- the full rotation didn't happen. There were some just really silly miscommunications in transition. I blame that partially on these new lineups playing together. Um, I mean, Torian Prince didn't play. It was his second, I believe, DNPCD. Um, Josh Okoge didn't play much. So we're talking about these new lineups, more Patrick Beverly and D'Angelo Russell together. They started together again in this game. More Nas and Carl Anthony Towns together. More Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels even playing together, although not as much because Jaden, again, was in foul trouble, um, which has become a nightly thing, unfortunately, for him. Um but I think these new lineup combinations, that's part of the reason. Now, it's not really an excuse because you still have to communicate and you know who's taking who, who's who's got ball in transition, easy stuff like that. It, when you are the low man, you need to know you're the low man and what your role what your role is in guarding the pick and roll. Um, and there were problems with that in this game. I think it's partially to do with 
the different rotations. And I'm not blaming Chris Finch because I thought the rotation decisions were largely really good outside of maybe not bringing Towns back sooner in the fourth quarter uh, when when the lead was going back to double double digits. But generally speaking, uh, I love the Nas cat minutes and I will I will die on that hill. I will die on uh, Nas and Jared Vanderbilt as the best options that the Wolves have at the four next to Carl Anthony Towns. Those two should really be the only two playing the four next to Carl Anthony Towns. I think that uh, that Jade McDaniels is far better suited to play the three. Um, at any rate, it's a topic for another episode. Uh, I talked about the tale of two halves for D'Lo. He was atrocious in the first half. I think he had four points at halftime, but came alive in the third quarter against his former team and uh, was really good uh, in the second half. Had 17, excuse me, 18 points, seven to 15 shooting, made four threes on 10 attempts, was was pretty good in the second half. Um, and then the last thing is, is Malik Beasley. Um, this is probably also a topic I could spend an entire show talking about Malik Beasley. Um, I mean, he's had what two, two good games this year. I think it was the Nuggets game and maybe one of the Clippers games where he was actually really good. This was a brutal performance from Malik and, and I'll talk a little more about him and studs and duds spoiler there, or maybe not. If you watch the game, you know, which category Malik's in, um, just no confidence. Uh, 0 for 3 on three-pointers. There's still no lift on his shot. Just a, he's shooting a flat jumper. He shot, I think, th- two or three mid-range jumpers in this game, which I, Malik, I mean, I should actually, I will do this on a future episode and I'll pull his his uh, his uh, shot charts from previous years. He doesn't shoot mid-range jumpers. He's not Jalen Noel, right? He's not shooting elbow jumpers with frequency, but he has been recently. They called a couple plays to get him curling around screens with that as an option recently. I didn't notice it in the Golden State game necessarily, but uh, the Memphis game for sure, and maybe even the last home game they played, where Beasley got some opportunities going downhill with with the option to shoot at the elbow. Um, But, I mean, they called at least one play to get him an open corner three and he missed it. They're trying to get him involved a little bit. I think I think it's just such a challenge. I mean, he is a player who, at this stage in his career, feels like he's a starter. He was a starter last year. He signed the contract thinking he was a starter. And bringing him off the bench and playing him primarily second unit guys wasn't working. And I talked about this uh, probably a week ago on the show where he's a high usage player as a catch and shoot guy. He's not dribbling the ball a lot. He's not creating for others. He's transition and he's catch and shoot and uh, quick trigger, get the ball up on the rim. That's that's what he does. He's not shooting mid-range jumpers. He's not often driving into the paint. He's not creating shots for, for teammates necessarily. And that's why he's such a good fit in the starting lineup with this team. And I'm going to keep pounding this drum. And now Finch is starting to play him more with the starters, more in crunch time type situations, but the comfort level isn't there. The um, the synergy is not there between Beasley and the rest of the Timberwolves starting lineup because he, like, I believe the crunch time lineup, and by crunch time, I mean middle of the fourth when this was a relatively close game. I believe that it was uh, D'Lo, Ant, Towns, Beverly, and Malik Beasley uh, for most of that time. Um, I guess Nas was on the floor at some point. So those two, because Jaden McDaniels is in foul trouble, he only played 14 minutes, five fouls, uh, five personal fouls in this game for Jaden. Um, so Beasley and and uh, Nas were kind of the bench guys that were getting filtered in with the starting lineup. And Nas just looks so much more comfortable right now than Malik Beasley. And so if, if the Wolves have the ability to dictate things and, and play big, it's a no-brainer uh, because of how much Malik has struggled. One of six in this game, 0 of three on three-pointers. And him not being able to knock down an open corner three right now is really detrimental to what the Wolves are trying to do. I mean, if they're going to be a playoff team, he's got to be that sixth man uh, or eventually maybe a starter who can score 14, 15, 16 points a game. We know he can, 
Um, but the confidence isn't there and, and maybe it's still the, the conditioning, the legs maybe still aren't there after his off season that he had. Um, but they've got to figure something out with Malik Beasley. Uh, right now he's got next, uh, I mean, like it just, there's no, I don't have confidence in him when he gets the ball. He certainly doesn't have confidence in himself. I don't know how to break the cycle. I, you know, my solution all along had been play him with the starting lineup because I just think he's a better fit with that unit. Uh, but beyond that, I don't know. And that's, that's going to be something Chris Finch has to figure out moving forward. All right, we'll do individual studs and does to close out the show today. First, though, let's talk about the title sponsor of today's show. And that, of course, is McDonald's. This episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Uh, McDonald's is a road trip staple for my family. If we're traveling in the morning, it's McDonald's breakfast, it's sausage egg McMuffins all around. Uh, if it's late at night and we're traveling, it's McDoubles and fries all around. Uh, my kids love, obviously, uh, kids, the Happy Meal cheeseburgers. They're all about it. Um, and I mean, Find a 24 hour McDonald's in your neighborhood. That's that's uh, that's my go to at any point, uh, day or night. McDonald's is is amazing. Um, head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Lockdown Wolves watch party? Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. All right, let's talk individual studs and duds um, from this one. Uh, not too hard to figure this out, actually, in in this game. Anthony Edwards obviously gets a stud award. Um, was fantastic uh, overall. You know, other than those those periods of time where he gets a little bit locked in on, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot a step back. I'm going to go isolation. 48 points on 16 to 27. I mean, it doesn't get any more efficient, really, than that. 7 of 13 on threes. 9 of 12 at the free throw line, which is very good. He was extremely aggressive. He had five assists to six turnovers, but again, two or three of those turnovers were effectively garbage time. Two steals in this game. One led to that awesome alley-oop uh, from D'Lo that, that gave, got the Wolves to within four late in the third quarter. But, uh, you know, more of this, please. Obviously, I mean, 48 points on whatever, 55, 58% field goal shooting. Obviously, we'll take that every night. But uh, maybe this will help jumpstart him. And again, playing within the flow of the offense is still a challenge for him. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how it develops throughout the year. If Finch starts to install a little bit more structure into the offense, but then again, he's a guy who's always talked about Finch's about read and react more so than fixed play sets like a Ryan Saunders or a Tom Thibodeau or a, or a flip Saunders. It's more about, you know, read and react. It's, it's the initial action and then, and then play off of that. And Ant is still trying to figure that out. We've talked at times this season about looking like he's understanding, you know, the, the, his options, like, in a fraction of a second, okay, I can go to the rim. I could pull up here. I could hang back a second and let my guy roll and then hit the roller. You know, all those things are, you can almost see him processing it at times, but other times you can tell he's made up his mind. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to the rim. I'm shooting a step back three. Uh, and he telegraphs what he's doing. And, and again, I'm nitpicking now, obviously about a 20 year old who just dropped 48 on 27 shots, but here we are. Uh, the Timberwolves lost, so obviously we're gonna we're gonna nitpick a little bit. Um, Carl Anthony Towns still gets a stud for me in this game. He was relatively quiet, um, seventeen points and six of nineteen shooting. It's not great, 
but he's five of 10 on threes. He was only one of nine inside the arc. He had five offensive rebounds, really struggled to put those offensive rebounds back for buckets. Uh, but 17 and 12, four assists, two steals, zero turnovers for Cat. And it was just kind of a weird game for him. Um, the Warriors were mostly doubling on the catch, but Cat missed a couple of, of uh, you know, turnaround of jump hooks that he typically makes in the low post. Um, this is, it's just a weird matchup for Towns. Uh, Kavon Looney's length gave him some trouble. Um, but generally speaking, he had a solid game outside of some of those missed bunnies in the paint uh, and kept his cool. She, by the way, he had zero free throw attempts. He should have had at least four. Um, and I don't have any problem with him shooting 10 threes. I mean, he made five of them. He's a, what he's shooting like 48% from three this year. Um, I, like obviously he should be shooting threes. And so I'm not going to sit here and say, I can't believe he has no free throw attempts because he's shooting threes. I'm going to say, uh, he missed a couple shots he should have made in the paint and he got fouled a couple times and it wasn't called. This was actually, in my mind, a fairly decent Carl Anthony Towns game. Now, you'd like him to do more in a game that they lose on the road that they were in late against a team that doesn't, I mean, there's no James Wiseman. I mean, Looney's fine. I mean, he had 11 and 17. He's a long uh, player. He's he's a challenging player to play against. Draymond Green obviously mixed it up until he got hurt too with somebody that Towns had to deal with. Um, but You'd like him to have a little bit of a better game. He still was one of the three best players on the floor for the Wolves. I, I don't think there's any two ways about it. My third stud for this one's Nas Reed, 16 and seven in just 25 minutes off the bench. He did play the 10 minutes at center when Towns was out of the game, but he played 15 minutes next to Carl Anthony Towns in the game. I'm, I think that those minutes were a net negative because they were on the floor together for a lot of that second quarter when, when uh, the Warriors built that 20 point lead. But again, I think that was more some defensive communication issues that wasn't isolated to those two necessarily either. Offensively, it's still so dangerous. The the things you can do with Cat and Nas on the floor together are are really endless. Um, Nas had 16 and 5 of 12 shooting, one of three outside the arc. Good to see him have nine shot attempts in the paint. Um, four of nine in the paint. You'd like that efficiency to be a little bit better. But, uh, you know, five of 12 shooting, one of three on threes, five of six at the line, two assists and a steal, zero turnovers for Nas, and only three fouls committed in 25 minutes. A really solid game. Um, and it really kind of held it down a little bit when Towns was off the floor as well. Duds for this game, again, pretty easy to pick these out. Jade McDaniels gets one. Jaden just kind of looks lost. I mean, if there's two Timberwolves players who have completely lost themselves and, and their confidence, it's Malik Beasley and it's Jade McDaniels. By the way, both of them are the two studs for tonight, or excuse me, two duds for this game. Jane McDaniels had two points on one of five shooting, missed his only three-point attempt, and it wasn't close. Only one rebound in 14 minutes, one steal, committed five personal fouls, was a minus 13 in just 14 minutes. Struggled to contain on the perimeter. We've seen him have those issues recently, um, and uh, just not confident offensively. He blew two layups where he made a nice move twice in a row, actually. I think there were consecutive possessions in the third quarter where he just missed a layup. Um, and confident Jaden McDaniels would have thrown it down. He, I guess he had a nice dunk, that nice and one, I guess, towards the end of the game on uh, in Memphis on Monday. If he had done that, I mean, we're not talking about him as a dud, right? Because <laughs> he converts those dunks, the Wolves get back into the game faster. And But instead, he's. it was almost like watching, and I'm not putting this on him, it was almost like watching Andrew Wiggins, you know, five years ago at the Timberwolves, where it's like, he's just trying to like finger roll it instead of just, just throw it down. Um, you know, take some contact if you have to and, and make the bucket. But the finesse thing is just, 
it's not a sure thing, right? The ball can roll off the rim. It's just, just dunk the basketball. Um, and Jaden McDaniels just generally speaking is not look confident and has struggled defensively as well. Malik Beasley, we already talked about him last segment, but two points on one of six shooting O of three outside the arc in 22 minutes, three rebounds, two assists, but he also had two turnovers, just not himself. Um, also notable, I said this earlier, but Notorian Prince in the rotation for this one. Josh Okogie only played six minutes. I think they were all in the second quarter, and uh, the Wolves were a minus, or he was in the minus ten in those in those six minutes. Um, got into Curry a little bit defensively. I, I'm surprised he didn't play more. Um, haven't talked about Jared Vanderbilt. He was awesome in this game. 18 minutes, six rebounds. He had five offensive rebounds in the fourth in the first quarter alone. Two assists, two steals, two blocks in 18 minutes. He did, however, have three turnovers because he did the Vando thing where he gets a little too excited and uh, he plays with so much energy, he plays too fast sometimes, um, and uh, got a little bit overzealous. And he also committed four fouls in 18 minutes. So doesn't quite deserve one of the three stud uh, positions in this game when we had you know 48 points from Ant and solid games from Cat and Nas. But um, you know Vando, tons of energy. I'm always a fan of more Vando. Um, so more Vando, more Nas. That's that's the hill that I'm going to die on. Uh, it looks like this year. Also, at some point, those Jordan McLaughlin minutes. I mean, he was he only played five minutes in this game. I mean, if the offense continues to struggle, they got to start looking at Jalen Noel minutes. Um, and and I'm going to start to beat that drum again here pretty soon. That was kind of my crusade last year until he got minutes. And uh, I think we need to see a little bit more Jalen Noel at some point. All right, uh, that's all we have on this one. We'll of course still have a show on uh, on Friday. We'll preview uh, the the Wolves Friday night matchup in LA against the Lakers. The first time we'll see the Lakers this year. Wolves Lakers nine thirty Central tip on Friday, and then on Saturday the Clippers game. So we'll do a, a Friday show previewing Wolves Lakers, and I want to hit on some more of the uh, lineup data now that we've got what. 10 day, 10 games, I guess, worth of data. Um, and then we'll do a post game pod from Friday night's Lakers game and, uh, quite possibly another weekend podcast as well. So plenty to come still this week on locked on wolves. If you're not already following or subscribed to the show, you can do that anywhere you listen to podcasts that of course now also includes YouTube as well as all the audio platforms, Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, the all new Odyssey app, and you can also follow on Twitter at LockdownTWolves and at BBeacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Thanks for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. It's greatly appreciated. If you do listen on Apple, please help us out with a uh, with a follow, of course, as well as a positive review. It definitely helps us out to get those, to get in front of more folks. And also, if you watch on YouTube, please subscribe, like the video. I really, really do appreciate it. All right, that's all we have for you today. A reminder that Locked On Wolves is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.